Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, a paper crafting and creative lifestyle show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we are creating in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedell. The Crafty Ass Female Podcast is brought to you by the Awesome Ladies Project, a community that encourages you to tell your story with pictures, paper, words, and the bits of life we find along the way. You can join us in the ALP for free at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash craftyassfemale. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Kelly. Hi, guys. Hey, hey, yay. Listeners, today we have a returning guest. We have so many this season. It's like exciting. So returning guest, designer and documenter Kelly Perky is on the show today. So last year around this time, I believe it was episode 97 released, and we talked to you a little bit about your creative backstory, and you you told us um, how you kind of was with Studio Calco for a while, and I loved your take on like what made you decide to leave that. So I'm going to just leave that there so people can go listen to that um, episode too. And um, we also talked to you last year about your December daily release that was coming out for 2019 Mm -hmm. under your online shop, Kelly Perky Shop. And now we're so excited to have you this time around to kind of talk about your December daily release this year under the new rebrand of Paper Person Shop. So we're so excited to hear all about that. Um, and welcome back. Yeah. Thank yay. you. Thanks for having <laughs> me back. Did all that sound about right? Yeah. Yeah. I should have uh, re-listened to that episode and just <laughs> remember what I said last year and yeah, what, no, it, I, it, what it, information it, I gave. <laughs> I didn't, it was I great. We, we have a whole new set of questions this right. time around, but yes. listeners can uh, head over there to get your backstory, <laughs> your take on. I loved how you talked about December Daily last year in the vein of like, your December is not always so jolly. You talked a lot about that. Oh my that gosh, how... yeah. What a prediction for 2020. Yeah. <laughs> what was great too was I, I actually listened to it this morning because I knew we were having this interview. So on my long commute to work, I'm listening. And at one, like I had two giggles. And one was at one point we were talking about something and Kristen goes, well, we're all paper people. And I laughed because like a year later, like your shop Mm -hmm. is paper person. And then you were referencing your gift wrap um, uh, card that came in or the the piece that came in last year's collection. And you go, because it's all about the paper, right? And I was like, oh my God, like a year (laughs) ago. Like it so ties in your new rebrand. So yeah. Yay. We're happy here. So 20 freaking 20, huh? Yeah, almost 2021. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I can't make any prediction for 2021. Who knows? That's why it's our season of the unexpected because we're just like, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, hold on. Can yeah. we just jump right into that? Let's do it. One of the best things that – so Kelly just released her shop, just started, and one of your big releases – had some holiday stuff it had a new election themed kit and had a bunch of different things the election themed kit sold out crazy yeah um and i know in one of the the promo things that you said was like hey i started designing this you know a couple of months ago and normally that's you know enough lead time to deal with some stuff but here in 2020 that's like, you know, years ago. <laughs> yeah. So 
how has and I'm, I'm sure we're gonna get into a million things this episode but i want to jump out with you how has 2020 changed your outlook as a designer in terms of especially when it comes to a designer for people who are documenting their lives and with this right now lens how has that made that more difficult for you or easier yeah I think um it's both more difficult and easier for my brand I think because I do typically offer something a little bit different than most people are doing. So I do offer those more negative or um, more trendy current events, what's actually happening right now. And I'm able to do that because I'm a smaller company and, you know, some of the larger brands just, they work so far ahead. They're not able, you know, they're not able to um, put something in production immediately like I usually can do so that's great but it's also yeah it's also super tricky because yeah in the case of the election stuff I designed that I think end of July maybe early August and two two weeks later it was different and then you know now it's October and stuff I had designed is not relevant or so on the nose that it's crazy that you know when I was trying to be funny that this is actually <laughs> real life and um yeah it's, it's interesting I think especially going back to the spring I had designed some pandemic kind of quarantine products in I think the beginning of April and then they went on sale at the end of May and um I think even as they went on sale at the end of May, I thought, okay, this is just a one-shot release. Like, I'm going to put it all into this one, you know, all the sweatpants jokes, all the quarantine walks and toilet paper. This is all going into this one because this is it. Like, by, you know, by the time I ever want to design new products, it'll be, life will be back to normal. <laughs> and so little did we know that, you know, that stuff is still relevant. And the toilet paper jokes, we're still living through it. So... <laughs> You know, it's just, it's really weird to try and predict what's coming or, or what people are going to want, or even for Christmas, you know, I think I got lucky starting to work on it so late when it really did appear like we were still going to be in quarantine. And so I was able to do a lot of papers and stuff that apply to that. But I think it's, it's a lot tougher for other brands that are planning things, you know, eight, to eight months to a year in advance it's just it's hard to know what and I think I think that's good because I think people still want the normal product not everybody wants the negative stuff not everybody wants the you know the toilet paper sticker some people want normal life and you know their things to feel like nothing's changed or they don't have to focus on all the negative they can really still scrap up the positive and you know, still scrapbook nice, pretty things. And I think that's great that there is something out there for everybody right now. Right. And I mean, like Amanda said uh, earlier, we, we are paper people. And it's not like you're going to get every single thing for your entire scrapbook from one company. Right. And so right. having you as this smaller niche 
company that can fulfill these needs is so valuable. And we talked last year about you being, you know, Kelly Perky and Kelly Perky Shop. So can you talk to us a little bit about the move from Kelly Perky Shop to your new shop and why why this was important to you? Sure. I um, really wanted to close down the shop. I was starting to, in um, January, February, even last December, um, I was working with a business manager and we, you know, figured out a plan for closing down the shop so I could start working on another business that I was starting and um, yeah, I had a whole plan for just saying goodbye to the shop. I was ready to really move on and build something new. And um, I think it got to be, I said, I think I said it was going to close in April and then, you know, everything changed in March. And so it, um, I still wanted to close down the shop, but, you know, started to really think about what, I could replace it with. And, you know, I just, I didn't want my name on the products anymore. I didn't feel like that was necessary for it to be completely representing me or my brand. And, you know, no disrespect or shade to anybody else. But like, I didn't, I just didn't want to keep, (laughs) I just didn't want to keep seeing my name on everything. It was just time to stop doing that for me and um I think I started my business eight years ago when that was more about blogs and Instagram was starting so it was a lot about building a personal brand and having a connection with a person and then what they're giving you and I and I just um wanted to move away from that right now so you know I changed the name so it's no longer mine and then I think it really allows me to step back even more and then eventually, you know, the shop can run without me having to even be there. Like it can be featuring designs from other designers. It can be, you know, what I have now is somebody else answers the customer service. Like it's, you're not, hopefully you don't expect me there because, <laughs> because this is a diff- whole different business it's a whole different name. It's about, you know, other people, other designers, other products. And it's just, you know, something that I'm glad that we, that I was able to transition into. Would you say it's kind of you, I don't know if this is the right term, but kind of you stepping into like an art director role as opposed to a strict designer role. Yeah, for sure. Kind of does that. Yeah, Mm -hmm, for sure. Yeah. I don't, I think it what it is really hard to design all the products and also do the business side and the social media side and the customer service side and scrap. I think I feel like this is deja vu that I was saying this last year. It's, it's, I don't scrapbook anymore because there's just not time to do all the things that need to be done and then actually, you know, make stuff. It's tough. And exist as a human. Yeah. And, <laughs> and exist as a human. We tend to forget that last. We always forget about that. Like, and, and when you don't exist as a human, you suck at the other stuff. And like, Mm -hmm. really like, and, and especially as a memory keeper, like if you are not existing as a human, what are you going to scrapbook about? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, 
And we've we like talked to Brandy Kincaid recently and like a theme of a lot of our interviews this year has been people saying that COVID and quarantine has forced them to kind of remember that they're human and not be this like pumping out train of like productivity. But at the same time, like your business didn't really change. Like you were just using what the experience was to keep being productive and producing products. So do you feel like COVID's let the human part like it kind of snapped you into, oh, yeah, I can rest or, oh, yeah, I can chill because it's a little different for your business. Yeah, that's a good question. I feel like um, quarantine, like what you were saying, um, the thing about being a human. No, I feel like quarantine has turned me into like a sloth where <laughs> there's so much time that I feel like I'm not doing anything or especially back in the spring, you know, I was doing nothing, absolutely nothing. And so I, and not even, you know, getting dressed some days. So it's, it's, I think it's made me less of myself and definitely less of the human that I want to be. Um, just because I am stuck at home so much. And, you know, I know it's different everywhere in the country, but I live in Portland and things here are like, no, nowhere even close to, to normal. Um, I think we were one of the very, very last places to come out of a lockdown and still, I mean, I'm looking outside, there's nobody outside my window right now on a very busy street. Um, it's just, and then, you know, there's been a lot of riots and protests. And so I think life has not at all gone back to normal here. So I still feel like I'm waiting to be that that human and that person that's that used to get everything done and go all these different places and get all this you know work taken care of like that's I'm running on maybe like 25 percent of what I used to for sure because like a lot of people we talk to too and Kristen and I are like self-proclaimed homebodies and mm -hmm. like during quarantine when I was like people are stuck at home like what about kelly like i like i just like the people who traveled though and i know who travel like i would think of all the people i follow that are travelers i'm like how how like how is it affecting them like they tend to to travel all the time so how has it affected your travel or were you not doing that at that point too yeah i didn't travel for a really long time and it's so hard it's still every day it's it's very, very, very difficult. And I don't mean that to sound like my life is hard compared to what a lot of people are going through. That's not it at all. It's just, I think I'm so used to being able to go places and, you know, a lot of my travels are getting to see friends. And so that's just, it's just been a huge adjustment. And I think I think it was, I don't know how long, it was a very, very, very long time before I went anywhere and even getting on an airplane, you know, I never had any anxiety about flying or never any, I didn't ever worry about traveling and going to the airport or, you know, getting in a Uber or anything like that. And the first time I did it, it was just so anxiety producing that like, this isn't fun. This isn't what... It used to be, it's not what I want to spend my money on. It's it's not the same as it used to be. So now I have to rethink this whole, my whole life, my whole lifestyle, my whole home and, and work and everything. 
That's such an interesting shift. And I've, now that we've been in this for more than, more than half a year now, and it, it's less of that, you know, novelty than it was in March and April of, oh, like, yes, this is a new adventure and let's see how it is and we'll, you know, we'll get through this. It's more of like, okay, well, you know, when we get to normal, whatever that looks like, like what, what will that look like? You know, what, what is, you know, and for each individual person, when we get to, you know, even a year from now, two years from now, even five years from now, are we going to want to go back to doing things that we loved doing? And of course, the answer for some of them is going to be yes. And then some of them is going to be like, at what cost? And it's going to be such, and, and of course, like, we have, like, we, there's literally no way to answer that question right now. No clue. Because, like, for travel, what even is the airline industry going to look like next year? And maybe travel is going to be amazing in five years because who knows what the economy is going to look like. And it could be cheap and so safe to travel everywhere. And it could be amazing. But that's, like, a really optimistic look. Mm-hmm. But, like, that would, that would be awesome. Like, I, I really, really, really want to go on this trip to Bali, Thailand, and Australia. This is the only place that I want to go. I don't want to go anywhere else in the entire... I don't. I literally don't even want to go to, like, Chicago, where my sister lives anymore. That's, like, too much. Let's not go anywhere else except Bali, Thailand, and Australia, which seems crazy. But, but like, what does that even look like? When does that even look like? I figure for my 40th birthday, That's which is in estimate. five years. Yeah. So, like... That, you know, that seems like a an okay... We can plan five years ahead. Right? Like, we can plan a five-year <laughs> Kelly would have made a whole nother voting collection. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah I, I hope in five years, but, you know, the vaccine... I think things... I think we, um, at the beginning, kind of thought things were going to be much simpler. We didn't know all these complications. We didn't know how long it takes to make a vaccine. We didn't know about testing, how people are getting sick on these trials. We didn't know about distribution, how people are going to be able to get it. We didn't know that some people don't want a vaccine at all. And so then, you know, if only half the globe is taking a vaccine, but the rest are still, you know, can easily catch the virus, then, you know, it's just, I think all these things, these unknowns that it's just really hard to to plan. Yeah, hopefully in five years, you can go to Bali and Thailand right. and <laughs> everything. But it's you. just, it's so hard to, to know and to have, I think for me personally, I don't know, I can't speak for you guys. It's just hard to have confidence in, in right. anything. Mm-hmm. Well, right, and exactly, and like, at that same time, it's like, oh, okay, well, what would that cost? Like, in, like, literal American dollars, like, mm-hmm. how many American dollars would that cost? And it's like, oh, well, could I put an addition onto my house? Mm-hmm. And, like, well, I would get a lot of enjoyment out of that. 
But also after seeing the neighbors put an addition onto their house and it taking a year and then them going at like having to like finish it through COVID, like maybe also not. <laughs> like just feel it out. Well, I'll that's the thing I think that twenty twenty has brought us is that you know nothing. <laughs> and like there's surprises Every day you wake up with a new surprise and like no matter how ready you are for surprises, you're still surprised by things. And then I feel like what you're both saying is right. Like you can't expect anything and like you can't have confidence in anything. But then I feel, I truly feel this year that like in swoops paper and in swoops this hobby that we can have confidence in like like you one of your cards in your um christmas collection is like all i want for christmas is the vaccine or something like that like something <laughs> like that's exactly what you're talking about like thank god like if there's one thing that we can have confidence in is that you're going to come out every year with what we need in a paper collection oh, you know and so I just feel that. And we were talking um, about December daily, like since August. But I keep saying, like, I feel it's because it's the one thing we can count on. Like, we know what that looks like. We know it's coming. We know that we can work on it. So it's that, too, I feel like the yeah. that we know and love. Kind of. Right. It's that, that's so great to know there is that we have that and yeah. it is tangible and um, we can plan for that. And I think even even more now, there's so much more to document. Every day there's something new in the news or something new that's happening, or you go to the grocery store and you learn something new that you know you could document and will hopefully, you know, a year from now seem ridiculous when you look back on it. But there is so much now to record and to keep, you know, to savor for later. So it is great to, to have this hobby right now for sure. I feel the same way and I but on the opposite side I've been hearing so many memory keepers say like what am I going to document it's COVID like I'm whole I'm like anything and everything <laughs> like I don't get that sentiment of like what is there to document I'm like I never feel that I feel like I don't have enough time to do it all <sighs> yeah no I completely agree and I think that Kelly you make such good products that they're really good for both people who want to tell stories and do like lengthy journaling but they're also good for people who really like to use the hobby as a means to craft as a way of self-care because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. i think we have a lot of people um i think scrapbooking can be divided up into a couple of different groups of people and i know um like Michelle Garcia's article in the New York Times hit mm -hmm. on this a bunch. Like there is a group of like I don't even know how to how to how to say it. Like if it were political, I would call it like the silent majority of crafters, of paper mm -hmm. crafters, of like people who are not necessarily the twelve by twelve layout people who this is the exact type of scrapbooking that you know, this is the only type of scrapbooking that exists. But people that document their lives in a variety of different ways and using mm -hmm. a variety of different products. Like 99% of people, if you showed them like TN sized paper, they'd be like, what is that? And so many of us 
use paper and stamps and newspaper clippings or pictures to help us get through hard times. Even if we don't write paragraphs of prose. And I love that your products can help facilitate that with your, whether it's your election stuff, whether it's your, you know, today's news, whether it's your fall themed kits. And when you design products or you go to sketch products out, do you start with that stuff in mind? Um, I think I do. I, I think everything I design comes from something I would want to use. It's always like, what am I doing right now? What do I see my friends doing? Um, you know, what am I observing people doing on Instagram? And then, so it is kind of in this like vacuum. It's in this, I have this, you know, tunnel vision of life. And then that it doesn't really include kids or being a mom. Um, so it is stuff, always stuff that I want to document right now. And, and then how far we can stretch it to make it work for as many people as possible. So then it can be, you know, if I wanted to document a Zoom call, I would document for me personally, it would be, you know, Zooming with my friends or happy hours over Zoom and stuff like that. And then it can stretch into Zooming with family and doing birthday parties or Zooming for work and things like that. So I think it always starts with, you know, me personally, and then how can this work for other customers and how is that going to be applied to other people's lives? I love that. Yeah. I in your now your the voting collection sold out the tangible yeah. but there is printable like the printable cards I'm thinking of because like you're saying like you have one card in there that talks like makes you reflect about the 2016 election mm -hmm. that like was so you know and it has you like going back how'd you feel and where were you and who'd you vote for like that's so relevant to now to have like this whole voting kind of the past four years yeah. and like even that, like people who are saying, I don't know what to document. Like, I love that your products say this, like, try this. Like, yeah. Try, you know, you're thinking about it. Like, why wouldn't you do that? I really do like that election pack. It, it was just a pack of cards and stickers and the back sides of the paper. And, you know, it was about the election, but it was also like I included a checklist of your favorite famous fictional president. And so I try to have, you know, a lot of serious maybe you know negative or harder things mixed in with kind of jokes or something that's going to make you laugh or smile and then also something that's going to help tell the story of what you're living through even if it's just a card that says a quote or something or if it is a journal card where you can fill it out and put in more details and yeah I think the 2016 card came from you know I think we were traumatized <laughs> by you know I don't I don't I don't I was trying to think if I documented the 2016 election and I do have um some newspapers and stuff that I saved and that are in a box but I don't think I actually scrapbooked um the 2016 election or the results or anything so you know, maybe now is the time that we've had four years to kind of reflect and process, to really, <laughs> to process 
what happened. And it, it was important. You know, I think I do feel bad that I didn't write down my thoughts or anything from then. Um, so yeah, I think it is good to have the opportunity to, you know, go back and, and jot stuff down and, and try and capture that. 2016, man. Both traumatizing and also... I feel like it's baby's first trauma. Well, that's what I mean. It's like <laughs> four years later to process it and in the vein of a new election, like what went wrong <laughs> and what do we need to fix? Well, like, so I'm in Michigan and everyone's like, you know, Michigan's very important swing state. And yes, it is. And like the, the results in Michigan, you know, the president won the Michigan popular vote by less than 100,000 votes. It was 70 something thousand votes. And then the amount of people who voted third party was ridiculous. And then the amount of people who voted who voted but then did not vote for the president on their ballot was also more than that. So like I am just thinking like what if these people filled out that card like what what are your thoughts and then like seeing some of these people because like there's been a lot of people who have been writing articles about like well you know that's what here he, i spoke to a third party michigan voter and they're angry at themselves i spoke to a person who didn't vote or you know didn't vote for the president but voted for you know debbie stabenow was running for senator again so i voted for the senate and i voted for all the down ballot votes and like i mean That just, like, just having to reflect on that, like, being one of those people, like, that must suck, man. It must just really suck to have to live with yourself for four years over that. Like, I'm just going to vote third party because it's one thing to really believe in it, but to just file a protest vote, it's not great. And so, like, those reflection things are just, I love them because I suck at the blank page. It's just, you know, it's one thing if you can do a brainstorm and an outline and another thing, but I'm probably not going to brainstorm and outline and then write up a bunch of paragraphs on my reflections on the 2016 election, because honestly, I've just been traumatized (laughs) enough by it. And so just having a little thing of like, you know, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Cool. Awesome. I can do that in two minutes. Fantastic. And so much less traumatizing. And when you make things easy for people, they're just really grateful. So it's really nice to have that. Yeah. And if you're feeling too many things and you can just bingo card your way through it, which I love too, is just like the dab is a good, the dabber for bingo is a good stress relief. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, and I, and you keep saying like negative part of like your thing. I know what you mean, like real and whatever, but like you have a good mix in there. Like this, I love the stink, stink, stunk for December daily, like totally like the bah humbug kind of theme, which everybody like, everybody needs it. I think just like, even if you have a chipper one, there's always that one day in December that you can apply, but then you also have like. Tina's Life Love Paper Collection. She does one every year. And that one is so, like, classic and cute. Like, it's a good mix. 
It's a good mix. Something for everyone. I got the black and white one. I, yeah. I, I just needed to have that. It was, it was, it was so necessary. That's going to be, it's going to be so perfect for me. I'm doing, we're, oh, we're both doing three by eights, right, Amanda? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's going to be, and it just like, again, I like that you just, you just make things easy. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, because for me, again, I know I'm making this all about me today, but I'm just trying to make this like, so that people can kind of understand where I'm coming from. I'm someone who suffers from decision fatigue. And so if there is a lot of decision fatigue, like there, there's so much going on, I'm going to get stuck. And with a project, especially like December Daily, where you are trying to make something every day and you have to make a lot of decisions. If there is a lot of stuff going on, I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> and so when you can create a simple color palette, again, you can add any kind of color you want when your main kit is black and white just pull another color in and what's more classic than black white and like red for christmas yeah so add your own pops right and then like amanda was saying there's so many fill-in cards like like the election one in in the holiday kit it's just so good and now, Kelly, you said you don't normally document December or do a December daily, but you did do one last year. Did I you did finish one last year. year. Talk Can to me you about guys that. Because... even believe it? <laughs> Are these words actually coming out of my mouth? It's crazy. <laughs> I did do one last year. It was nice because I did not travel for I did not travel for Christmas last year. I always go to New York, so I went to New York and then um, went to Miami, and then I was home for you know, the rest of the month, which was amazing. I, that, I've never done that before. I've always traveled to see my family or stay with friends and stuff like that. And so I just felt so much more calm and I felt like I didn't have to rush through a lot of things or there wasn't so much to do. And um, I just put some stuff out on my coffee table and every day it was just a four by four album, which made it so easy and, you know, I have a four by six printer. So just printed out um, really simple photos. I did a page a day, but um, some pages didn't have photos. Some pages were just like the day I got my Christmas tree. I don't think I took a photo of the tree. It's just the, the tag from, you know, the receipt tag from the tree. It's just something from each day it didn't have to be pictures it didn't have to be words it just something to document the day and get it onto a little four by four it was fun I, I I had a lot of fun doing it I was really surprised that I completed it in I think on January 1st or 2nd I had it done which was amazing it that felt was so amazing. good <laughs> yeah and you you didn't really share it as far other than that one photo that was just all the collage of the pages like mm-hmm. I think I saw yeah I think I would text my friend Jamaica and show her but yeah I didn't really post anything or yeah it was just I think it was just a project for me to like sit on the floor in my living room and and do and not yeah not have to worry about anything 
think that takes a lot of the pressure off too when you are making and you're not like I have to make this so that I can share it on social media yeah I don't know I I'm so amazed and so in awe of people who make the page that day and then they can post it or even you know (laughs) do a whole week and post it that same week like that's amazing that's so incredible and so much just it amazes me I'm so impressed by that that's there's a lot of a lot of what I've tried to do in 2020 is figure out how I'm good at showing up in like quote unquote public spaces and taking pictures to put on Instagram day of is not one of them. Like some people can just picture, caption, hashtags and go and I am like I am that is that is a skill I will never have. I I assume I will never have it, but I but that is that is one of those I just I just think it's like I wanted to say cuckoo crazy, but that's not true because for some people it's doable. But I I just feel like some people have a hard time just even documenting that then there's a whole new animal to try and document and share it. Like it just, it, it really is like they're two separate entities. I'm just happy if I finish, do a little flip through at the end, but everyone's, you know, it's true. Every crafter is different, but Every, then yeah, everybody's one way. different. And I think if you started out using Instagram like that, if you started taking photos posting right away then that's just your process it's just what's normal to you and it's so much it's easy for you yeah you know I think everybody found their right relationship with social media (laughs) and something works for other people and it's just yeah everybody's got their own interesting point Kelly people because I don't want to say like we grew up with Instagram as like this, you know, picture blog. And a lot of people, you know, kind of recently got on Instagram and it's like, oh, okay, Instagram is this thing that I do and I this is how I do it. And Instagram has changed for us so many GD times with the stupid algorithm and they've messed and it's just like, you know what? I'm going to use Instagram in a way that makes sense for me at times. And if it works in a way that helps me in my business, awesome. But I know a bunch of ways over here that work for me in my business and they're not controlled by corporate overlords that keep changing it a million different times. So awesome. But yeah, there's a bunch of people who have like, you know, jumped into Instagram in the last like even three or four years when the algorithm has been all fun and interesting and right you make your page and your phone's right here and then you grab your phone and you do your instagram and that's part of your whole process and like god i mean phones weren't even part of the thing when we started scrapbooking i mean like we had phones but they couldn't take pictures of our things and put them on the internet oh when was the first time you guys got internet connected phones I was late to the game. <laughs> I was working on a congressional campaign in 2008, 
2010. 2008. Were Blackberries no. able to 2006. do that? <gasps> oh my god, it was 2006, guys. That's early. Earlier than me. I was like, it wasn't, it was the, it was the election before Barack Obama. Wow. That was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't even remember when I first got my first smartphone. Yeah. Well, Blackberries didn't do that, right? They were supposed to, but they didn't really. I think Blackberries did take photos. But yeah, I don't they were just know. Not good. <laughs> I don't know what you did with the <laughs> oh, yeah, photos no. after you took them. I yeah, I had this flip phone and it took photos, but honestly, I'm pretty sure no joke, they were 300 by 300 pixel photos. They may even have been like 200. I don't know why I have 270 by 270 in my head, but I'm pretty sure that's the size of the, like the whole size of the photo that they took. They changed the game, man. They really yeah, did. Yes. I remember the flip phone. That was, yeah. yeah. So long ago. Yeah. That was, that was, that was, that was that. Yeah. No. So like that, that was never really a, a part of the process. And the, the, pro, the original process was like, yep. Get your DSLR out. Stand on a chair <laughs> for a sunny day. Oh, yeah. Well. Make your shoulders burn holding it up. <laughs> well, at least like I, when I finally saw like a blog post where Allie was like, yep, I also do this thing where I stand on a chair and look like I'm going to fall over and possibly, you know, break my ankle, leg or <laughs> neck doing this. I'm like, wow. I don't feel that dumb because every time I would take a layout photo, I would feel like I'm definitely going to fall over and like break my neck. But yeah, now it's just like, okay, open up your camera phone, computer phone, phone computer, and just snap and share with literally the entire world. But no, it was DSLR to blog. And then, which again, at the time seemed like the coolest thing in the entire world. At the time. At the time. <laughs> yeah. And now, who knows about these times? But thinking forward, what do you have any at this point future plans for Paper Person that you could share or want to share? Um, yeah, it's just going to keep... I've got a lot of... Everything's... Um, what am I trying to say? <laughs> We've got um, a lot of stuff planned for... 2021 um nothing surprising or different uh except for there are a couple products in production right now um the ink pads there's ink pads that are hopefully coming out next month um so yeah there's some fun things that keep adding and hopefully growing and there's a monthly kit that'll come out every month so yeah some things are the same some new stuff, but still kind of... And more collabs, yeah? You'll yeah, and a lot, a lot more designers. Um, Tina has been working on a lot of her own stuff on her um, Patreon. So am I saying that right? Patreon? Yeah. <laughs> Did I sound really old? I wasn't sure what that, <laughs> if I was saying that right. Um, so she has... Uh, so she's been doing stuff on her own. So I have been able to reach out to some other designers to see if they'd be interested in doing work. So there's a lot of good mixes of um, styles and people and viewpoints. 
I'm that. really excited about all of that because I really love the products that you make. And I love the connections also that you made. Um, you did, it was probably one of the last things you did at Kelly Perky's shop. Yeah. It was a collaboration with an artist who I'm going to ask you to pronounce her name because I've probably been butchering it all summer long. I, that is a good question. I don't know. She's, I've never heard it spoken out loud. Um, in my head, it's salami. Salami. That makes sense. Um, and yeah, I'm glad we're, you brought that up because I think that was something I realized um, when the the Black Lives Matter movement was starting to really be so prevalent and, and strong and um, important in our lives. And, you know, it really upsets me. I think that uh, there's such a lack of diversity in scrapbooking and in um, representation and products and design teams. And, you know, I'm really, really, really glad that that people stood up and were very vocal about how they felt. And, you know, we could really look at all of what's happening and what's not happening. And, you know, I'm glad that I was able to put out products that people, again, that like were relevant at the time for documenting, um, what was happening, but also, you know, I think, um, I didn't, I think I didn't want to be the one that was designing the Black Lives Matter products. I didn't want it to be from my viewpoint or my, you know, my feelings. So, um, Lamy is a really talented, such a, such a talented designer. She lives here in Portland. And it's amazing to see her work is everywhere now in the city. There's all these murals, she's wheat pasted posters all over downtown. It's just, it's so amazing to see her work and then to also, you know, be able to provide that to customers for them to use in their scrapbooks. And, and yeah, again, I'm glad it's from her point of view. I'm glad that her words and, you know, how she, is feeling and how she can represent from an artist's perspective, you know, these current events. Right. And like, that's awesome. Like as a consumer, that's so cool to be able to have these tiny little pieces of art because that's what I think of. Like we're inundated with three by four journaling cards, but they are tiny little pieces of art that they're just miniature art prints. Mm -hmm. And so from her, you had miniature three by four art prints, you had TN pages. And so in my scrapbook, like my ha I have, um, I call it a project life book. It is not a project life book. It is a, it's a citrus twist life crafted book. So mm -hmm. it has a combination of TN pages and like three by four, or I guess it's, they're stacked two three by four card page protectors. I'm like outside the page page protectors too but the purpose is to document 2020 because of everything that's happening and so in that book I get to have art from artists mm -hmm. and like you said words from people on the street which I think is so important 
now more than ever. Because, you know, it's one thing to just, you know, print out even, like, speeches from politicians saying really cool things. Like, AOC's going on Twitter on Twitch tonight and playing Among Us with everyone, which is really cool, and I might even put that in my book. But movements are about the people. And when you have someone who is creating amazing art all over Portland... And you can literally put her art in your scrapbook. It's so amazing. And that stamp set that she created, unbelievable. It is like my most used stamp set this year. Her BLM is, it's just so, so, so cool. It's so, like the floral design is so intricate and it's just, it's amazing that you can find, like, you specifically, now Kelly, I'm telling, just talking, like, it's amazing that, like, you can, like, source these people. And so, like Amanda was saying earlier, it's really cool that you've now leveled up your business to a place where you can act in this art director role mm-hmm. and source these really cool designers, these really cool artists, and bring them to consumers. Yeah, I I think that it is more unique to take that approach. I know some people like, you know, all products to look the same and so they can easily work together and match. Um, and that that is great. And um, yeah, it does make things a lot easier. But I also think there is opportunity to bring in a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different designers and see what they have to say. Um, and I think that's an advantage that I'm a smaller brand. And again, I can do things really quickly. I had a, after I released the holiday, um, products, I had a very sweet woman, um, message me and say, you know, next year, can you do something for Dwelly? And, or she, I think all she said was like, someday I'd like to see a Dwelly stamp set. And I said, okay, yeah, for sure. Like next year we can definitely put that on you know, on the list. And then a couple of days later, I thought about it. And I'm like, wait a second, I can do that right now. Like, why, why am I waiting till next year? Like, I can get that designed, hopefully really quickly, and then hopefully really quickly get it through production. So it's out there. And I think that is an advantage, for sure, that I have that, you know, I can hopefully get things done fairly quickly so it does meet the needs of people and you know it doesn't have to be again it doesn't have to be all my words she she sent me a message with a lot of suggestions and and pieces that really helped me and so I'm super glad that I can work with other people and I can you know we can find inspiration together that will um will be good for products um, for everybody or not everybody but for somebody who has been looking for something that's not out there and I want to say about the Black Lives Matter um, products is that salami <laughs> um, I hope I'm saying that right I feel terrible if I'm not um, when I approached her she agreed to do it and she said I want to um, I don't want you to pay me we're gonna let's donate the payment. And I thought that was amazing. Like, I don't, 
she's young. She's in her 20s. Like, I don't know of a lot of people that would be like, no, I don't want the money, you know. Um, and so that, yeah, I think that was just so kind. And um, I, so I, we donated her payment and then I matched that. So we were able to, and I let her choose the organizations and she chose some really great local organizations that benefit women and benefit artists. And um, I just, you know, I think it's really important that to say, I'm not trying to profit in any way from social movements or um, injustice. You know, the quarantine products we put out in the spring, I donated profits to um, companies. And so I just think, you know, thank goodness I'm able to do these products again that are relevant that ha are you know have to do with current events but also it feels so good to be able to be able to donate the money and to support something else that's you know bigger than my business it's, it's benefiting a lot more people that you know are actually you know can use the money and it feels so you know I'm so thankful to customers that purchase those products and then are behind me supporting me, supporting other people. It's just, I think it just gives me such a great feeling and appreciation for, for scrapbookers and, and people who choose to, you know, put their money behind some really great organizations and businesses. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. yeah I think that that's, that's really awesome. We had a conversation a little bit earlier in the season um, with a small business owner in Alabama who, due to COVID, her business actually was doing a little bit better. And, you know, we all have a little bit of, a little bit of guilt, mm -hmm. but we were talking about it. And when you're a good business owner and people reward you as a good business owner and put their money behind you, especially as a small female independently owned business and then you turn around and you invest that business money into other women into other like one donating money to charities that also support arts and women but then you're going out and you're hiring more women you're providing jobs to women in the arts you're taking you know you're not just Profiting from an unfortunate situation. Uh, buying, yeah. ro right. Buying right. Rolls Royces. Yeah. Like, not just... <laughs> Where would you go with it? <laughs> We're stuck in. We're I just, know. Just drive. Rolls Royce isn't going to give me four wheel drive in the, in the winter. <laughs> just, you just buy the car and then you only stay in the car. You <laughs> I live in the car. Anyone else in the car. It's that has been me during quarantine. Yeah. Just right. eating um, drive through Panda Express in my car. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Put the car in the food, put the car in the trunk, put the food in the trunk and then drive away. But, you know, it's so, it's so interesting because we are clearly in an economic downturn. Mm -hmm. But we have some money to spend and it's not that we don't have any money to spend. It's just that we're going to choose where to put our money instead of just being as choosy where we spend our money. And it's really nice to be able to, when we are being a little bit more 
wise with our decisions. It's nice to be able to support people who then support other people. Yeah, is, I think people do have some, some people do have some money. And I think people are making, it feels to me like people are making more um, emotional purchases rather than, um, yeah, I think everyone is kind of thinking more about what they're buying or who they're supporting or I, I for sure am thinking a lot about what I'm bringing into my house right now. Um, so I'm not, you know, buying as much thinking about companies you want to support. Do you want to buy from Amazon? Do you want to buy from a local business? Where do you want to eat? Like, do you want to, you know, it's, I think a lot of these purchases now have to do with emotions and, and sensitivity and, there's a lot more thought behind what we're buying right now. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think it's really good when you can, and you've had this ability to grow your business and turn it into now something that is bigger than yourself, which I know is something that you've always talked about is, as you know, being a little bit disconnected from, you know, Kelly Perky, the human Kelly Perky, the shop. And now you have this mm -hmm. other thing that you can continue to be looking at from, from a thousand feet and just making all these cool things that that you really love and that people really love and i'm just i'm so here for all of it i'm really excited that the letter stickers are in the six by 12 now <laughs> i'm i'm so like that it's a little thing but i'm like really pumped for that i'm glad i'm really glad okay so this season we have been asking everybody it is our season of the unexpected. We've been asking them for one time, whether recently or in the in the past, that something unexpected has happened, whether it be uh, a bad unexpected or a good unexpected, and whether that has been a lesson learning experience or a blessing. Yeah, I don't like unexpected. I don't like surprises. I... Um love to have everything planned and to know what's coming so it's, it's so hard for me to see unexpected things as as you know blessings and be thankful because it it always somehow like throws me off balance it always messes with my my head a little bit but um yeah I think something that was very unexpected for me is I've lived in Portland now for five six six years, five, five or six years. And that's completely unexpected. I had no plans. You know, I had lived in New York for a long time. And then I was traveling in between. And I was in Chicago for a little bit before I came out to Portland. And I kind of thought it would just be like another stop. I would be here for maybe a year, maybe two years, and then move on to my next place that I wanted to. And, you know, I think about there's nothing that you know obviously I can work from anywhere so there's nothing that keeps me here but it's just unexpected how nice it is to live here and to like to know to have my places and to have my friends and to have like a true sense of home um that's unexpectedly nice for someone that likes new places and likes to travel and likes to be you know on the go it is really it's a great feeling to to um yeah be somewhere for a really long time 
I know that's, that's awesome. not a long time. I know like a lot of no, people no. never leave, you know, like most people do not hop around like I do, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. But knowing you for as long as, you know, I've known you, that is a, that's, I feel like that's it's half the time that I've known you. Yeah. It's a yeah, long time. tribute to the shift? Um, you know, I think Portland is so beautiful. I don't know if you guys have been, if you've been here, but, um, it's just so, so beautiful. You are, you know, about an hour away from the ocean and you're enough, you know, the forests are right outside your door. So you have just, it's the most beautiful place and people are nice, despite what the news wants to say right now, but people are genuinely nice here. It's a slower pace, you know, you never feel rushed like you do in a big, big city and um it's just easy I think it's really easy it's an easy place to live and it's beautiful so it's yeah it's just a good fit I think for where I'm at that feels awesome yeah it feels it feels nice to fit in a place that you live yeah yeah for sure and unexpectedly, like, oh, like a cute little surprise, yeah, a good surprise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I think a lot of people did not see me living in Portland. It, it, and it still kind of feels like unexpected for me and my personality. But I think, yeah, it's been really good so far. I totally feel that. I never expected to want to just live in East Lansing my entire mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Because that is like not really after you know who thought mid-michigan and Mm -hmm. i i know you know east lansing and so like i i know you would never ever be like oh well i'm never gonna move back to east lansing but i mean college town yeah there's gonna be a game here this weekend oh i forgot that we're playing football again after it's the first it's the first one they got bullied into doing it but whatever um Okay, let's let's do currently. Let's do it. Okay, so currently round based off Kristen's currently card. You can get it at com slash currently. And we're going to go through it on the podcast. Okay, Kelly, what are you currently watching? Um, the new season on The Bachelorette. Claire. <laughs> I've been waiting for so long. They announced that she was going to be The Bachelorette back in, like, February. And it's finally started because they had to, you know, they shut down for COVID and then they figured out how to like create a little pod for everybody and I love her she I don't know if you guys are bachelor bachelorette fans but she's 39 and she's the oldest bachelorette or bachelor they've ever had and it was a really big thing because when she was announced they were calling her the old bachelorette she's 39 she's 39 and she looks amazing and she's got energy like you would not look at her and ever say that's an old anything. So, yeah, I think it's great that we get to see someone who's not 25 and wants to be, you know, an Instagram influencer on reality That sounds TV. amazing. Yeah, I'm excited. I love that. What are you currently reading? Um, I am currently reading... I just finished this book. It's called Leave the World Behind, and I recommend it to everybody a thriller it's very unexpected it's not going to be anything that you think it is so I'm not going to say that much I just recommend reading it um I could not I couldn't I started it before I went to bed one night and then I couldn't go to sleep until I finished it it only took me 
I think the Kindle said it takes like four hours, so it's not a long book. So I recommend everybody start reading it. Just clear out four to five hours of your time because it's just so good. It's such an interesting, you know, thoughtful, self-reflecting kind of read. Allie was on the show last night. I was just going to say that I recommended that to her. (laughs) And then she read it and she said like the same thing. Yeah, I was just going to say, someone's recommended that one. <laughs> yeah, we, we, um, she uh, messaged me right when she started reading it. And I was like, as soon as you finish it, text me. And um, <laughs> and then we had, yeah, exchanged some messages when she was done reading it. And we're just like, same, same. <laughs> we felt like these, all these things. And it's just such an interesting book. And it's good to, yeah, have someone to talk about it once you've read it. Well, now, you, now I probably have to read it. So I good. feel like I feel like between Kelly and Allie recommending it, it's going to be like <laughs> Oprah's. Like it's going to be like the next. Like all our listeners. It makes me it. so happy that Allie recommended it too. It, <laughs> that's great. I love it. Okay, what are you currently listening to? I am listening to an old podcast, um, West Wing Weekly. It is like a recap show of the West Wing, which is a show that is 20 years old and um I only now this past summer finished watching the whole series and then I've been going back to this podcast and just re-listening to their recaps they have a lot of the celebrities the actors and actresses come on and like recap the show with them and it's it's such an interesting thing to watch um fictional politics and then watch the news and yeah it, it's a it, it the west wing has been something really great to turn to when i feel so in despair about <laughs> the real world and what's really happening it's like this little like magical fictional happy place where people are good and want to do good things for people i guess that, I need that. what are you currently making um i am designing i designed a um collection for pink fresh studio over the summer and i am working on a second collection for them um it's really fun because i get to do a lot of stuff that i don't typically do for my own business um we did like some fun chipboard stickers and puffy stickers and 12 by 12 pattern papers and yeah it's fun to to do something different and also to um think about a whole you know excuse me instead of a monthly kit it's fun to think of a whole collection a whole group of stuff that people are going to want to use love that pink fresh studio what are you currently feeling um Sorry, I am currently feeling, it's hard. I think, is everyone going through a million emotions in one single day? Is that that's the theme of 2020? Um, yeah, I think I'm just kind of uh, plugging along and really holding my breath and trying to be optimistic and thinking about getting to November 3rd and and seeing, hopefully feeling optimism, but also terrified. And <laughs> that's, that's all the feelings. It's 
it's a lot happening right now. I wish, um, yeah, I just wish that things will get better for everyone and we can, you know, start to feel some sense of normalcy soon, but yeah. Kristen, this is airing the day after, right? Oh yeah, this is going to air the day oh. after the <laughs> So with all your voting things, it would be a great, a great time to do that. I think it's just so funny because, you know, who even knows if Donald Trump's going to be on the ballot on November 3rd? Like, we, who knows if Joe Biden will be? Like, we don't know. We really honestly Biden. don't know. Either of them could be gone. You know, like, nobody knows. It's so crazy. Speaking- I, I'm not ruling anything out. Right. There's no, it's true. Right. You have a card that's, well, this is what we got. And like, I, feel like, I feel like that one's very applicable no matter what. Like, this is what it is. This is what we have. This is what we've been dealt. It's our fault. But <laughs> this is where we yeah. are. This is what we got. Right. Right. I feel like at the end, this is a good encouraging thing to say on this day <laughs> that this is airing. Like, we can't change anything. We have no power over what right. we have. We can just, you know, work to to do something about what we're going to get in the future. Sure. Yeah. So speaking of that, what are you currently planning? Everyone loves this. this <laughs> I don't know. You know, like, I, I think, um, you know, I, I saw holiday stuff is out in Target. It was at the grocery store yesterday. They have like holiday candy out and everything. So I am starting to plan December and, you know, am I going to travel to see my family? Is it safe for my parents to travel? Um, I have a new nephew that I would like to, you know, see for his first Christmas. So I think there is stuff to plan. It's just getting everybody on the same page and deciding what's safe, what's not safe, or what level of safety (laughs) is acceptable right now. And yeah, it, it takes a lot to plan, I think, holidays this year. And lastly, what are you currently loving? Um, I'm currently loving that it's fall. It's really pretty right now in Portland. The leaves are starting to change. And it's, I think fall in the Pacific Northwest is the best ever. It feels, it feels like magic. It just feels like it's unreal. You're, you're just in this crazy, like, wonderland of colors and trees and nature. And, yeah, I'm really glad it, it's just the new season this year. Yay, we're glad we had you on the show. Thanks for having me. This has been awesome. Do you have a specific topic for After Chatter that you are super interested in talking about, either of you? Amanda always has a good question. Yeah, I don't know. I could come up with something. I kind of want to hear more about holiday plans slash... (laughs) I don't know. I'm keeping. I'm excited for holiday plans. We'll talk about holiday plans. All right, guys. We'll be back next week, and we will talk to you soon. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the show. We are headed over to the Craftiest Female After Chatter show now, which is an exclusive perk for Awesome Ladies All Access Club members. The All Access Club has a ton of great benefits, like daily page lessons with me, free courses, And yeah, it's literally called the All Access Club because of the legit all of the access, right? But one of the best things is the After Chatter Vault. 
There are more than 100 episodes, both audio and video, in an easy-to-use classroom where you can even mark your progress. So we've got another great episode of the After Chatter Show coming up right now, and you can join us today at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash CAF. Thank you so much for listening to the show, and we'll be back next week with another great episode. Thanks, guys. Love you so much.